WFM 89.9 in Blue Hill, 99.9 in Bangor, and online at WERU.org. Glad to have you with me this morning. And uh, happy to hear from people calling in, saying hi, making requests, and that kind of thing at 469-0500. That's our studio line. Well, since it is 7.30 and it is Monday, we check in live on the telephone with R.W. Estella and a word in Edgewise. Good morning, R.W. Good morning, Allison. Early July is a prized time for me and mine in Maine. We wake early, watching each day's dawn provide light for an updated inventory, keeping track of the garden's progress. Barely a couple of weeks into summer, our growing season is nonetheless now on the wane, and we are aware that another 60-day cycle is about all we should hope for, as by then we will be into the climate of autumn. For the past week, then, we have been doing our second planting, corn, beans, squash, peas, carrots, and miscellaneous herbs, so that September and perhaps October will have harvest to look forward to. Revisiting every square inch of available soil to maximize the second planting, I, of course, in passing, automatically check up on the condition of the crops planted in spring and of the perennials that grace our garden year after year. And while I'm marveling at the capacity of various plant life to reemerge every year, I'm reminded of the bees and the bats and the birds that return perennially as well. This weekend, the Maine Sunday Telegram reviewed a new book about the fantastic abilities of birds, especially one in particular. Philip Hoos, a National Book Award winner, has most lately written Moonbird, A Year on the Wind with the great survivor B-95. The work concerns a small migratory shorebird of the species Rufa Redknot, a species whose numbers worldwide have dwindled 80% within the past few decades. Hoos focuses on B-95, a Rufa red knot that was banded with that number 20 years ago. Every year, B-95 has made a round trip from its Arctic breeding grounds in Canada to Tierra del Fuego and back, approximately 18,000 miles. Multiply that trip by 20, and the mileage exceeds the distance from the Earth to the moon. Hence, B-95's nickname has become Moonbird. To prepare for migrating, the Rufa red knot eats and eats and eats. Before leaving Tierra del Fuego, for example, they gorge themselves on muscle spat. They become, says Hoos, like big cargo jets. They need a real long runway. They run and run and probably don't make it, and they have to try taking off two or three times. They get so big. But they eat all this protein, and they convert it to fat, because fat turns out to be the optimum jet fuel, close quote. Of course, en route from the southern hemisphere to the northern hemisphere and vice versa, the migrating Rufa must contend with hurricanes and tropical storms and otherwise turbulent air. These are strong and resilient creatures. And as I work in the garden, I hear a red wren swoop into the comfrey nearby, and I wonder what sorts of adventures he or she has had so far this season. For more on Omain, have a great day.